Welcome to this latest edition of The Real Deal Podcast, episode 806. I'm your host, Surreal Gerald Quinn, joined by, of course, Robert Sapp, as we look at a week 18. It sounds still sounds funny to say that. Week 18 of the NFL season, 17 games in the books. Uh, Robert Sapp, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing really well. Doing really well. Good to be here. Good to be talking football. Yeah, I just, I'm yeah, still trying to wrap my head about around 18 weeks of football, 17 games. Um, who, who, as always, we begin with who won the week. Um, I could have went in two different directions uh, with this, but you know, ultimately, I went, went with the went with the Vegas Raiders. I also thought about Pittsburgh because I, I still <laughs> trying to figure out like Pittsburgh boy. Was I would have took any amount of money that they don't have on in the playoffs oh, two weeks ago, a month ago, or forget that, that just basically uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, or maybe even last week, uh, considering what happened uh, in Jacksonville. Certainly, we'll get to that. But I had the Vegas Raiders. Um, they go through a coaching change. They go through a tragedy off the field. They go through you know a number of injuries and what have you that you know. Every NFL team goes through over the course of a long season, that this being the longest season in NFL history. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that choice? Did you have a similar choice, a different choice, or do you think I have a different choice? Okay. Uh, but I do want to comment on the Raiders really quickly. Um, it, great win. They won. Perfect. And you had them as who won the week. Um, uh, I say Raiders. That game. Um, the most impressive thing that came come out that game was um, Herbert. Herbert. Save, save the game. Save the game. I, uh, I, unless unless he's your person that won the week. No, I, I, I just wanted, I, the most impressive, the reason why I'm not even considering the Raiders is because they're not even the most impressive thing in that okay. game. Gotcha. Herbert okay. was the most impressive thing in yeah. that game. I agree with that. I agree with Who that. Who won the week for me? The Titans. The Titans won the week. It's, nice. it's insane that they're the number one seed. Yeah. Really no. It's yeah. insane to me. Um, and so I, I, it, I mean, like, yeah, it was against Houston, yada, 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 whatever. Yeah, forget They're about that. It's the big picture. The big the picture, AFC, yeah. And they lost their best player, not just like last week. No. They lost their best player, what was that, six weeks ago? It was, a, it was been, it's been a while, at least, at least six weeks. Yeah. It's been and six weeks since they said, it's yeah. probably yeah. longer. You're right. It's probably longer now because you're right. Because that was 12. Um, I think it was before week 12. I could easily but it's been minimum but, six weeks. But the, the the greater point is they overcame that adversity and continued to win without their uh, unequivocal best, best player. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know any other team in the league that could sustain that. Yeah. I, I just – because they're your unequivocal best player. Yeah. I mean, Brave was a beast. I mean, he's a beast. so um, – the the Titans winning winning that we we we've seen teams all this we talked about it, especially throughout the AFC um, all year long lose expected win games like we'll talk about one um, right. on this po- very podcast so we've seen it happen so even though it's Houston um, it was the, the Houston that kind of rolled out there earlier in the year um, uh, point being they are the number one seed in the AFC. That is mind-boggling to me. So Houston won the week for that. 
I can't disagree with that. Um, with that choice, even I mean, I still went with the Raiders, but I can't. That's I mean, that was a hell of a win by the Raiders. That really was. It was a hell of a win. It was. Yeah, I mean, even just I mean, even with the like, I guess it kind of be I can kind of be similar to yours from it's like a a cumulative situation as well because the, the Raiders like we know that they have some nice pieces, but they're not. Uh, the Raiders are not a, a very good team. Like they're they're not contenders or what have you. And again, to get through the adversity that they got through in a brutal division, which I mean that division is insanely good. That, there are no bad teams in that division. Even Denver's not no. a bad team. Um, I, I, I give the I give the coach all the credit in the world. He, by the way, deserves probably deserved might not get that job, but he deserved the job. Um, from my standpoint, he earned it. Um, and they play clearly play hard for him. Um, but I, I, I'm definitely impressed with just what they did and, and in terms of how they did it, too. I mean, they, they're turning over the ball and still winning these games, <laughs> pulling these games out their asses uh, with very little room for error. And, they, you know, they had their own injuries, uh, you know, with Waller with, you know, being out and what have you. Of course, you know, I already talked about what happened, you know, with, with Rudd's early in the season. So um, both teams were definitely worthy of it. Um I guess I mean Pittsburgh fans are like sure they Pittsburgh. I'm sure the Pittsburgh fans feel like they won the week because they know what happened in terms of where they. Oh, that's it. They, they they won. They were on. They, they were on man, Pittsburgh. I could feel. That's the actually a yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh. I could feel it when I was watching this. We were watching, watching the uh, the Sunday night game. I like when that game just. Got closer and closer, and it's like field goal, and it's like you know, then it gets tired. Like, ooh, what what is going? All Pittsburgh was on my mind the entire game. That was because, of course, the you know, at the the heart of that you know of that game was you know what was going to happen, um, you know, with Pittsburgh and what could possibly happen with Pittsburgh once, of course, Jacksonville. Well, that's what I'm saying. The only one. reason that that was a question was because. Jacksonville beat Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah. That was like, like that was when you looked at that scenario, the first one was Jack Indianapolis had to lose to Jacksonville. So you couldn't, I didn't even entertain any of the other no. ones like no. that. Like no. there's no way. That's not no. happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. By the time it gets to that night and you're like, all of this is on the line. This is a crazy amount of stuff on the line for one game. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the NFL won the week because that yeah that was a, that's a way to go. That's a way. That's a drop the mic on the season. Yeah, no, that was like oh my goodness, just uh, yeah, in the second guessing and just um yeah yeah and the Raiders winning eliminated um San Diego uh Chargers uh, yeah. Los Angeles sorry right. Chargers and um and brought. Pittsburgh, one of the top franchises in the NFL, into the playoffs, yep. saved that last game from being um, Big Ben's last game ever. Yep. Yeah, um, right there, like all of those different dynamics that you pull in just one game. Yeah, Crazy. it was a lot. No, it, it, yeah, it was a lot. There was, was a lot going on uh, from that standpoint. So, a lot of winners this week uh, from that standpoint. Um, will or not. Um, so ratings came out um, a couple of days ago, and ratings were up like yeah. seventeen percent. Yeah. 
Yeah. The high, the highest rated season since 2015. Yeah. yeah. Um, with a 17 game season, 18 weeks. Yeah. We will not. 18 game season is coming. Like I, I, I just feel. I feel like I'm just gonna uh, say it's real. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, 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 like, I'm gonna jump in on this one really quick because I, I, I came to the aha when I, when I heard. So 18 game season is absolutely real. Like it's not, it's not even a thing. Um, it's definitely this this definitely thing. And what really crystallized in my head, even before the games last week, or before the games, was when when I it might even been an interview with Goodell, but it was definitely different people in NFL office, and they described the 18th week as a season finale. So it crystallized my head. It's like, oh, that's what they're doing with the 18th week. And all the games were a little bit flexible. Fle- by the flexible F-L-E-X. A- a B A B L E, meaning that um they could play around with which games got which primetime slots, which they never did with week 17. Yeah. So they were trying something a little bit different than they added on. We talked about it when they did the divisional games. Now with the 18th week, what they are what they are intentionally plotting for are for the best season finales. And yeah. they hit a home run. The NFL knows what they're doing, and I will shut up from now on yeah. about the schedule. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they they want it. They want to punctuate the end of their season. Yeah. It'll still be tricky. They got lucky um, in a certain sense in terms of what will always be tricky is the end of the season and who plays, who doesn't play, who sits, who doesn't sit for all the variety of reasons that happen at the end of the season. But having that little bit of flexibility to determine which games are on prime time gives them the best possible chance to make those the most meaningful games as possible. That's what they're doing with the 18th week. That's what we didn't see before. No. Or at least I didn't see that. Before. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't see that coming until until they I mean I I think they held it close to best because it that is kind of cringy because early on people are talking about all the eighth game game. Injuries, yada yada yada. By the time we get to the 18th game, 18th week of the season, nobody was talking about that at all. No, nobody was talking about that. No. So um, then they could unveil like what the 18th week really was was a test for this new. Um, yeah, this was this a test one. Yep, this was a test one. And it was I mean, you, you just quoted the numbers. Yeah, we, you just yeah. quoted the numbers. Yeah, yeah. It real is not. It, 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 it yes, this is a thing. It is. It is etched in stone until it's going to have to be proven now since it happened so well the first time now it's actually going to have to be proven over multi seasons that this is not a good thing right because all the owners are going to see is those dollar signs oh, and yeah, no, all no. those all the arguments <laughs> Woo, you're going to have to you're going to have to come with some hardcore data about how it's hurting players over a long period of time so maybe next collective bargaining agreement, but not until then. Listen, I, I'm telling you right now, this. Yeah. Oh, this it's a thing. Oh, this is going to happen. And if I'm, here's what you do if you are the Players Association. Just try to get as much money as you possibly can get in the next yeah. season. And just accept it. Just accept it. It's going to just, just try to get as much, grab as much money, go bid, just ask for it. the moon, ask for whatever in terms of the money. And just, yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. Don't, even, don't even try to strategize on trying to fight it. No, <laughs> it's not going to happen. 
from that standpoint. You're not gonna win that that fight. It's not even a battle. It's, it's like just you, your job. If I'm if I'm Demar Smith, I'm the Players Association. I'm my thing is how can I get y'all the most money and just, just take the money and keep it moving. That's it. So yeah, we both agree that's gonna be real sooner than later. Uh, Mike Tomlin as. Um, in terms of him doing the best coaching, his best coaching job of his, you know, now illustrious career, really not. Um, best coaching job of his career, nah. I, I actually think since we've seen Antonio Brown pop off so many times, <laughs> just handling that group when they were all together. And he kept all that under wrap. That probably, yeah. that probably is bad. What I will say, because I, I've said, I stay, I've, st- I've been very consistent on this this entire time we've been talking. Pittsburgh is a championship level defense, so half the team is championship level. Absolutely championship. That is a championship. It is. Nah, you can run against them. Nah, you can run against them. No, they're running defense. They're championship. They're championship defense. I'm not doing that. Nope. But that offense, you're absolutely right, was not was not playoff caliber. So the fact that they're in the playoffs is an incredible coaching job. My problem is it's not even the best coaching job this season. So I'm not, I'm not talking about it. No, no, I know, I know, I know you're 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 going off himself. So what I'm saying is it w- does not feel as heavy a lift to lift that offense up to. Playoff caliber, not championship caliber, playoff caliber, um, then um some of the then the coaching job he's had to do with those personalities, even as talented as they were in the past. So I'm gonna say not real for those reasons. Yeah, I'm gonna say real. Um I this team to me is despite how good the defense is, is they to me, they're from top to bottom, they're least most talented team that he frankly has had in probably a decade. Um, and in a brutal AC, not ACC, AFC, brutal division, despite the inconsistencies of, of teams and the injuries to some teams in that division, still was a brutal division. That, that division still was right in what I, I would say probably second best division behind the um, AFC West. Um, they had so many, it was so many opportunities for them to just go in the tank and be like, you know what? We're going to just rebuild for the future. No one, if he finishes with a losing record, which he never has, which is just remarkable. I mean, that's, I just think that's one of the most underrated uh, coaching coaching uh, numbers in, in football right now. The fact that he's never had a losing record being just many years in the game. But if he finishes with a losing record, it's like, okay, cool. That's not no biggie uh, from that standpoint. Um, his team was not, no one projected him to make the playoffs. No one, most people projected him to finish with a losing record. Uh, people would kill Pittsburgh before the season as being just, you know, they, it's going to be a bad football team. Um, so I say, I, to me, I say, I think it is his best um, coaching job. So we, we disagree from that standpoint, or disagree from that standpoint, but definitely with the 18 game season, that's, that's going, that's going to happen. Black Monday, um, of course, we have a number of coaches, coaches fired. Uh, even some, even before Black Monday, um, came even, I think Fangio, Fangio was out Saturday, wasn't it? I think, or Friday or Saturday. 
Um, and then, you know, the judge, <laughs> this guy uh, was uh, out, you know, Tuesday. Um, I rank I rank these jobs from, to me, uh, from one to six as far as I think jobs in terms of if I were a coaching, if I were uh, a head coach and, uh, you know, looking for a job and, if, you know, was a, a head top coaching prospect. Um, first of all, give me give me your rankings and give me your overall thoughts on on these uh, firings. Yeah, I, we, I think we call pretty much all of them. I think there were a couple um, that that uh, I might have been a little bit on the fence. I didn't call. I didn't think the Flores one. The Flores one caught me off guard. The Flores was surprised. Flores, Flores were just. But but what we did say is there's always a couple of shockers yeah, in there. Yeah, we did. Say just, that, yeah. You just can't call. Yeah, you just that can't call. One, that was one of them. Uh, yeah. So that yeah, that that one that one. But everybody else is is uh you. Know, you are the Raiders going to retain their coach? Mm-hmm. In term? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's I don't matter, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I just interested because they just saw. Anyway, um, so, uh, you want me to rank the teams? Rank the jobs that are opening. The jobs. Oh, Jaguars. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. And it's not even close. They have a yep. number one pick, too. Yeah. And they got the right. You can, you can foundationally, you can. This can yep. be, this you know we've we've been we've been fans of teams that have really um, built their um, their squads up through foundational picks early on. So you you have a chance here. You have a chance here. So Jag Jaguars Jaguars is not even close. Um, after that, I'm gonna go. Uh, I probably go then. Um, Vikings, Dolphins. You can flip them, Dolphins, Vikings. I don't. I don't necessarily have the hugest preference over either of those. I would probably say I like the Dolphins a little bit better because uh, of that defense. Um, I think you have a young, promising quarterback. I'm fine with with Tua. You need more offensive weapons on there. You saw what happened. You gave him an offensive weapon. How that flourished. So adding more pieces. I think there are less pieces. My problem with the Vikings is their age, particularly the age of their quarterback. That's why they were close to being last. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that 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 would that would be like the sticking point, like right there. Um, I want no parts of Giants or Bears at all. That's why they said no <laughs> parts of Giants and Bears. Um, and the Broncos are interesting. As long as Aaron Rodgers is interesting. That's why I that, yep, yep, that's, that's why I have yep, yep, absolutely. I was absolutely. That, that I was absolutely. like, man, he can they would be the Super Bowl next year. Like yep. that's it could happen just like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville is without question, hands down number yep. one. Um I like Justin Fields and I think honestly I think Bears have I I I, I think that Bears team is actually pretty good. I, I just think that Nagy I mean I, I really need to we, see them under competent. Yeah. I just need to see yeah. what you're right. He, Poison the well yeah, so much as yeah. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. At at Chicago. I just want no part of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So maybe, maybe. I just need to see competency. Yeah. Yeah. An adult in the room. That's yeah. that's what we just need an adult in the room. An intern coach. Just an adult. Man, it's man, who are some bad coaches in the league? Man, and the Giants bad. are 
dumpster fire. Yo, they are. So we're going to get to the Giants more as the podcast uh, goes along. But they, yeah, that, that, that they franchise is spiraling. They're spiraling. Their franchises may be they they could be the worst franchise in football right now. They have no clue what they're the bear, that's like the Bears and Giants have no clue what they're doing. That's why they but have at least, at least no the Bears have Justin Fields. What they're sure if Nagy didn't destroy him. <laughs> I'm sure. And honestly, when I like just like, yeah, nah. I'm not so I was anyways. Yep. But the, the organization has no clue. No clue. No. Both need need organization no. has no clue. You no. can't put, I don't care what quarterback. Uh, you can't you no. can't uh, organizationally no, they have nope. no, no clue. This well, like, well, I mean according to Mr. Joe Judge, you know, we have a there was a culture that was cultivating a strong foundation that can't be measured by wins and losses. Oh word? <laughs> that's a that's a new metric. That's a new metric. We don't measure wins and losses anymore. No, we, read read that one one more time. Read the read the quote one more time. <laughs> no, that was that wasn't direct quote, but that was I was paraphrasing it. Yeah, no, that's the no, no, sorry. Yeah, that say was, that paraphrase one more time. That first part. We're cultivation, cultivating cultivating foundation. Cultivating what does that in cultivating foundation? <laughs> you didn't make up those words. He said those words. No, he did say words. You didn't make up those words. We're I cultivating a strong a foundation, foundation. A foundation that's going in the right direction, basically. You don't see, you don't see. So, what can't be defined? First of all, <laughs> wait, we're cultivating a foundation. So you, you haven't even built a foundation. You're just cultivating it. You're gathering up the materials for which you will eventually one day build a foundation. Oh. But even when you build that foundation, you won't even be able to measure it and win some offers. Oh man, oh, man. we got yeah. Speaking of, yeah, we you got, can go home, home please. Yeah, we got yeah, we, Speaking of yeah, we got to get the disappointments. <laughs> You can go home, sir. All right. So, biggest <laughs> disappointments. Um, I had Indianapolis number one. Uh, yeah, that was that was one of the worst regular season it's losses not, that I can remember. Not, that's, that is hard. It was, I, and I watched a lot of that game. And I'm just, as I'm watching, I'm just like, is this really happening? Now, yeah. I know coming into that game, I knew all the numbers as far as the past record. They hadn't won in Jacksonville since 2014. Nobody cares. Jacksonville. But, nobody, but forget about that. Yeah, fuck all that. Whatever. This is yeah. the worst team in football. Yes. And you need to make the playoffs. You yes. need the game to make the playoffs. Where you win and end. There's no ties. Yes. Nobody, you don't have to depend on nobody yes. else. If you win the game, you are in the playoffs. Yep. And you go out there and... You can't lose this game. You can't. No. You can't lose it. No. You it, just can't. There's, there's they were, what no, were they, like a 14, 14 and a half point favorite. Yeah, yeah, there's no acceptable anything. And I listen to a lot. You know what I love to do. I love to go and listen to fake coat, a gold pie, everything. No one, no one took any other side than this is embarrassing and it can't happen. It just can't flat out, can not happen. Yeah. You cannot happen. You may not lose to the worst team in football when you need to get when you need this win to get the playoff. Yes, you you just may not do. You may not. Yeah, they. That's as as a fan of a team that lost to Jaguars. It makes you sick physically. No loss this season hurt more than that one. That would hurt. Sure. Yeah. That that would hurt. It's just inexcusable. You, if you are anywhere near a competent team, 
It's inexcusable to lose to them. The Patriots beat them 50 to hope because they're the Jaguars. They're just going to make mistake after mistake after mistake. Oh, there's, there's no way. It, this Disappointment might not even be a big word. They are by far the biggest disappointment. Of the week of the season, yeah, they're, they're up there. They uh, it's gonna be between. It's gonna be between uh, from, from from a regular season standpoint. It's and really, between... you, you watch that game, so yeah. you can you can you can absolutely attest this. They got dominated. Yes, no, it wasn't close. No, 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 no. It's no. not even twenty-six to three. I went back. It was a fluky. No, 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 that was a straight it's ass. Mad and couldn't like no. No, I, no. they got dominated. That was a ass. It wasn't no. There wasn't no. Block punt for a for touchdown, no, a missed field goal, no. They, they got they got annihilated in that, that game. Pushed around. Yeah, they looked they looked like they were the two or four team. So, Every lap. Can't but, do it. Yeah, that's a rough one. That's a that's one you don't yeah, that's one you don't live down. Nah, nah. Yeah, you don't live that one. If I'm like that happens to the bill, like I'm not watching the play. I can't watch any more football. I'm <laughs> no, that's no. crap. You no. see me. Come back, maybe like by the time preseason. That's when I will start. No, you're not pulling me out of that spiral. Yeah, no. Um, Brandon Staley. Um, so Chargers, of course, do you know, do Chargers shit. Um, that game was a classic Charger game, it was so classic Charger, like. You knew the Raiders were never going to run away from them, and you knew once the, even the, even when the Chargers got down by like fifteen that they were going to you know they were going to come back and make it close or even tied. You just I just felt it that, that like, this I, like this game is going to be somehow it's going to be close even with, even with them falling behind, and they get to overtime, and you know um, Raiders go down, kick the field goal, Chargers Herbert who you know was just off the charts, great. Goes down there, gets you know, get drives them. Get, they get a field goal, and then the Raiders get the ball back, and you have two minutes left. Um, Thirty. I'll even go to thirty-eight seconds left. Thirty-eight seconds left. It's third and four, and Brandon Staley calls a timeout um, after the Raiders had picked up seven yards. After it was a second eleven, they picked up seven yards to go third and four. They called a timeout. They're at the uh, 39-yard line of the uh, Chargers, and then they run for 10 yards for a first down and get them well within range of the field goal kicker, who's you know quietly been one of the best kickers in the league this year. Has made a number of money kicks. Made I think he made six game winners this year. Um, and there you go. Now I know a lot of people were speculating and we were wondering, well. Were the Raiders playing for the tie and so on and so on? I don't think they were playing for the tie. That um, that's an insane argument, so you'll know why plays for the tie. Oh, you do, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't that's think a, they were playing for the tie. I, I, don't, don't even. Don't even. There's yeah, no. No. Okay, no. no I, I don't think. I don't think the Raiders were playing for the tie. Even. Even first of all, I mean, the, even even if they wouldn't have picked up no yardage on say third and four. I still think they would have attempted a 54, 55 yard field goal. Okay. That that's indoors. That kicker has been big time all year, so I think they would have did everything from that standpoint um, to win the game. Trying to win the game. Here's the Brandon Staley. Here's, here's why you haven't made trial with Brandon Staley. 
him calling the timeout 38 seconds is nowhere even close to the worst thing he even did in that game. The worst thing he did in that game was go for it down 17-14 on his own 18-fucking-yard line and give away three points in a game that end up, they end up losing by three points or in the game that was tied at the end of regulation. That is the worst thing he did by far. It's not even close. By far. And I'm looking at this dude. And then, by the way, his excuse in terms of the 38 seconds, he was like, well, um, we had to get the right defensive grouping in, and we didn't have the right personnel in, in terms of our grouping, the position, positions for defense. Bruh, you supposed to be the defensive guy, number one. And number two, they end up running for 10 yards anyway. So what? clearly that grouping, how do you justify not having having the right personnel on the field and then getting ran for ran off for 10 yards? You know how hard it is to run for 10 yards on the third down when you have to get a stop? <laughs> like, that's the like, What? They were they were not even running for a first down. They were just running to get closer to, for a, a, a closer shot at the field goal, uh, get closer for the field goal attempt. They was like, "Oh damn, we gonna we gonna run for ten yards? Wow, okay, we'll take it." So you can't overall big picture. You can't win with this dude. You can, there's no way they might make the playoffs every so often because Herbert is just that that dude. Like he, Herbert is a, is a monster. We and we both know this, but no, I've seen. His game management, his ego, his, like he he coaches as if he is like um, trying to outsmart the game of football. And I'm sorry, you just not that guys like that get fired quickly, and guys like that just don't make it. It's, it kind of reminds me a bit, a little bit, without the success, without even close near nowhere near close to success, because at least, at least this guy has been in the playoffs and almost got to NBA Finals of Daryl Morey with the analytics and. You're telling me we don't have to play defense, and you're telling me that we don't have to take twos, that two-point shots don't mean anything no more, and you're telling me that one guy can dominate the basketball, and that's going to equate to that's going to win a championship, and I can win big with the playoffs. No, no, no. Rebounding still matters. Defense still matters. Ball movement, energy still matters. Yeah, you can't. Stop trying to. I, I like these motherfuckers that try to outsmart the fucking game. Like Chip Kelly did it years ago in the NFL and look and look look stupid. Like no, like it, you have talent on that team. You have a generational quarterback. Like let's keep it keep the shit simple. And again, you can't be you can't suck at what you're supposed to be great at, good at, and that's defense. And that defense was horrible this year. And teams ran all of. That wasn't. I mean, I should. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised because teams ran and threw the, the charges all year long. So he, like, yeah, he's definitely, definitely one of the big disappointments of of the week. Um, again, long, big, big picture, you cannot win with that guy. What are your thoughts on Staley? You made all the points on Staley, so I'm gonna actually use this opportunity to admit that I was absolutely wrong. Um, about the game. Let me finish. Okay. Herbert is amazing. Right. I so so here's what I say. He's the key to unlocking everything. You match him with the coach, the perfect coach for him, and you unlock the, everything in that team. Like you unlock everything. So I do not care about Staley because that's not the one that's going to unlock. Um, Herbert. Herbert's no. the key. Herbert is the key. I could. I haven't been. That impressed with a quarterback, I'll say like a young quarterback performance since um, 
I was going to say, I'm trying to scan my brain if I think of the Andrew Luck ones um, when all that was going on. So I'm going like nothing's popping popping in my head. So no, the playoff one was pretty good with him. Um, but I, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll stop just because it's just not immediately coming. I, I, I'll, I won't disrespect Andrew Luck like that and go past him. I'm sure there was something there. But I personally, I haven't been as, this impressed with a quarterback I've seen just throw that ball since, honestly, Brett Favre. But I'll give Peyton Manning just because he was so damn impressive when he came into the league. Um, but uh, but just that was an unbelievable performance. It was an unbelievable performance. Um, young John Elway, honestly, what it looked like. Um, uh, and so, and so, uh, and so, I, I concur with all your statements. It just doesn't matter to me because I know Brandon Staley's not the one that's going to unlock Herbert, and Herbert is the key to unlocking that entire franchise. And it's so it's too obvious to ignore. He's great. He's oh my god, oh my god, he's great. And I needed to shut up and admit I was wrong. He absolutely deserved being a Pro Bowl. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, he he, he elevated himself. Even into what I was thinking about him. No, that that was. And I said it. I said he was that dude, even though I was caking for my boy Josh Allen. But right. I said he. And before that, I said Herbert was that dude, and he elevated even over that. Um, him and Burrow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, they. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He, he made he made plays. I mean, they go. They had. Oh, they can oh. They were crushed. They were trying to crush Emmy, and he was fearless with that ball. Yeah, I'm telling you in a way I haven't seen since far. Just fearless with that ball. It was that. That was that. He put on the show. No, no. If you love, if you, if you, somebody, we we both love quarterbacking. Of course, we both are fascinated by quarterbacking. You like, you're just a fan of just great quarterbacking. Oh my god! Yeah, like that was. That was like that was Christmas. It was like, yeah, like because he, like I said, he made every throw imaginable and made throws that, I mean, they, a fantastic they, quarterback, and he threw circles around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. circles. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's it's levels. It's that like no. It, it, yeah, no. there are very few quarterbacks on this planet that you can honestly in the history of the NFL that you can just say. We got nothing. Win it, please. Try. Because to your point about Staley, the rest of the team had nothing. Like no. nothing. No. Um, And that was, look, if Herbert doesn't put on that performance, they are, they get decimated. Oh, they would got ran off the field. They, I mean, they, yeah, no. So, they, 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 I, I, like, like, I think that is as much proof as to what you're saying as anything that Herbert had to be amazing just for them to barely lose. Yeah. So that 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 to me states it all. Staley cannot unlock Herbert. Herbert's the key. No. They no. can unlock Herbert. Period. I mean Herbert Herbert just like I said, he has been great in spite of Staley these first two years. He's the guy. Like, he's gotten off to a historic start for uh, any quarterback in the history of the sport. Like normally these guys, I don't care who it is, 
that year one, year two, they struggled. Like Marino was the aberration for year two, but year one is like his year one was historic. Like he had a historic year one. Um, so no, he he's a a serious problem, and he like, like I said, whoever when he gets unlocked, and court won't be like this coach, but when he gets completely unlocked, look out. Like, like imagine matching like a Herbert with like a Shanahan. Oh my goodness! Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Like that, like the like like the like what that could be. Oh, what about like a a Sean Payton? It's like it's just like yeah, like Brandon State. Like who who is no no? We're not doing this. Bye, Brandon (laughs) State. We need somebody that gives you that type of feeling. Like oh man, him and Herbert. Oh, they're gonna set this league on fire. That's what you need. And uh, coming up in third, but he could have been. He could have been second, easily second. Uh, Mr. Joe Judge, of course. Like so, last week you didn't get you. you what we did last week, and it was oh my goodness. Too, I hadn't really engulfed myself in New York sports in in, in a long time. Um, being down here in the DMV, and you know, I, I grew up on New York sports with the fan, and used to just crack up at you know the Jets and Giant fans on after, especially after the bad losses. So. It kind of took me back to memory lane to just hear <laughs> New York Giant fans and media people just go, just destroy this dude, and rightfully so. After that, just absurd and just strange 11-minute press conference that is, I mean, it was harder to, it, it was, very, I love, I mean, like, if you want to watch a train wreck, that was that was that eleven minutes was a complete train wreck, which probably I want to say not probably without question he's one of the first people to one of the first coaches I can remember to talk himself out of a job. Like I think the the Giants are so toxic that I actually think even before that press conference, even if they would have lost, even them losing the last six games of the season, double digits, all that four and thirteen, I actually think they would have brought him back. But that after that press conference, it was like nah. There's no way this guy. There's no way we did like, yeah, like no, we can't. It, it, it just no, can't bring. It can't do it. I mean, it, and then you know, to follow it up, um, lose to Washington or whatever. Um, they do. Uh, he runs back to back quarterback sneaks on third and nine. Um. And then had another, you know, followed up again with another press conference, not about, not as absurd, but had no regrets on what he said the previous week. Double, basically doubled down on, doubled down on it. Um, yeah, this is it's. It, it was very again. I've I can't remember. I'm really trying to rack my brain to remember a last time a coach talked his way out of a job. It, it, I, I'm sure it's happened. I know it's happened in terms of football. I'm sure. I'm sure we've had enough incompetent just coaches just say some dumb shit or do something to say something. But I really believe that he talked himself out of that job. The Giants are an organization that have completely lost their way. They've just yeah. So just give you some give you some context on 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 what. And it's been that way for a while. Now. Yeah, no, it's, it has been that way. Um, they have the worst record in football over the past five years. 
uh, even going past, going, going back to Coughlin's last couple of years. So I can go back a decade, last 10 years, they have like the fourth worst, worst record. They have... The inflection, um, they sat Eli down and then started him, like sat him down for the record and then st- st- like... Just, yeah, that, that yeah was, even that, even how, you know, handling was, the, was, handling the Odell a, Beckham, that, that, that whole deal. Um, they have gone through now, in six years, three coaches. So... Bro. It's been two years fired, two years fired, two years fired. Yep. And that's fire. Been there. Been there. Yeah. Oh, yep. We all been there. We all been there. And and I was going I, I was going I wanted to talk about this uh from a standpoint of I especially with the Brian Flores with transpired with um with Brian Flores and that whole ordeal. I started racking my brain on just how, what should be the approach for organization in terms of how you construct your organization. Um, first of all, yeah, we can transition from Judge. We, we heard we've done enough on him. Um, he, I, he never should coach. He never should be a head coach in in football ever again. In uh, head a head coach in NFL ever again. Um, I'm just gonna say that he's he's one of those guys that's just yeah he's just not a head coach maybe coordinator somewhere cool but he's not a head coach and he just the temperament and that that whole the the rah rah age of coaching is dead in sports period it's just like that that you know you're not trying to win the press conference and this big bad tough and no no that that shit is just not that's you gotta have some X's and O's and you gotta, you gotta have a fucking, you gotta have some type of plan of action. Um, don't, don't tell me what you're going to do. Don't tell me what you did. Yeah. No, that big bad wolf, that shit is done in sports and period. It's just not, it's not what's going on in 2022. Um, so I want to get back to the, the Flores firing. And, you know, I really read a lot of stuff on this and one of this was just curious on terms of how this went down. Um, and again, it sounds like from the reports I read, I'm sure you've heard some, some similar things that I mean, we know Flores never liked uh, Tiger, Tiger Belova. Like, he never was a, a Tiger Belova guy, um, even how he handled him last year. And I, I, to be honest with you, after watching Tua this year, I, Flores is Flores more, it's probably right. Like, this guy is not saying he's going to be a bad quarterback, but he's not a game changing quarterback. And Flores had a front row view to. What a franchise grandchild quarterback looked like for the better part of the time. Of course, he was in New England. Um, so it sounds like he, of course, the general manager and the owner were never were, were never connected like that. And the owner and the general manager both liked to Flores. There were reports that he wanted Herbert, and you know, general manager and of course overruled him and and, and took. And took tour, so Flores will be fine. He might end up with one of these coaching uh, vacancies that you know uh, that that are that are up for grass. I would would not be surprised. And he, I mean, he, he doesn't even have to take a job this year. He can wait because um, he, you know, he's well respected in the, in the league. Here's what I'll say: like, I think in the NFL, like we, I'm looking at how to construct a franchise and how I would go about constructing a franchise. 
to me, a ideal perfect situation would be I'm an owner. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a, a great president, football guy, let him hire a general manager, and then the general manager go hire a coach. Now, I know that that model is not really used so much into 2022. It's just basically owner, general manager, coach. So cool. We can use that model. But the one thing, one thing that has to be, if I'm the owner of a team, the one thing that has to happen is we got to be, the general manager and the coach have to be on the same page in terms of the quarterback. Period. They can't, we, it can't be a situation where the general manager likes this quarterback, but the coach likes that quarterback or vice versa. Like that, that just can't happen. I can't have it. Like I, you're not going to, you're not going to win. It's, it's like starting off on, it, you might as well just give it up. Like you're not, it's not going to happen. We, they have to be on the same page as the, as in terms of who should quarterback this team. So I think that, and I've seen situations where you have a general manager, a coach, and an owner who don't even agree on the quarterback. I mean, I go back to, you know, our toxic situation back in 2012, where you had Mike Shanahan, who supposedly had all the power, but didn't have, didn't have enough power to not draft RG3 and trade all those picks, which Daniel Snyder ended up doing. And Snyder and Shanahan didn't want to do, and we of course see how that turned out. So I mean, if I'm, I'm hiring a coach, I, and first of all, I think the coaching, the coaching general manager have to be there. You, you guys are one. So, so I'm not doing this. Fire the coach, keep the general manager, or vice versa. Like, no, y'all are connected. So if y'all fuck this up, y'all both are gone. Period. If y'all fuck up this quarterback situation, bye, both of y'all, and then I'll start start fresh. So I don't I don't know we've gotten to this place in sports, especially in the NBA and NFL, where the coach pays for the mistakes of the GM. And the GM keeps his job. And the coach, the coach, the coach, and basically the coach is like, look, I didn't want this guy. You, this is your guy. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I so I know the situation back to sports. Um, so uh so here this was this was actually fairly simple, real. Um one is uh, the Miami organization fell in love with Tua after the national championship game. They had him targeted and number one on their draft board. Right. That he was going to be drafted. So that's it. Flores fell in love with Deshaun Watkins. Deshaun Watkins, all that stuff came out. That fell through. He took the fall for this. It's kind of that simple on this one. What yeah, you're I mean, I those, those reports, I mean, there are a number of reports. That I mean, all the different things. The more damning thing for me on Flores, I'm not high on Flores at all. So I get the respect. But the reason why is the reason why um, I'm I'm lower on Flores. Uh, the more damning thing, this is how I should say, for him was how he handled the defense this year. The reason why they were so putrid at the beginning of the season was because their defensive philosophy did not mix it up enough in modern day NFL structures. I've said this about the Dolphins in that defense before. Um, so that, so again, going back to the line that you quoted, you can't suck at the thing you're supposed to be great at um, when you come when you come as a, as a head coach. Um, what you described is what we see all the time. You expertly rolled it out with with the Washington Football Team. Um, the the heads of your organization 
the NFL is too competitive for the heads of your organization, however you define that. The, nobody will ever have more power than the owner. That's not a thing. The owner has all power, period, in the story. The great owners hire great football people and let them do their job. And then um, how you structure that is what the owner's responsibility is. And if you deem the structure, the best structure that you have to be um, the general manager and the coach linked together to bring a young quarterback on, perfect. But here's the linchpin of this. You have to have an owner who understands that hiring good football people is the best move and to really be able to pinpoint the good football people who are going to bring in the right players. The flippiness is as a, as a collective group, you cannot believe that you're going to mess this quarterback situation up. You can't. Because once you start, that mindset is the wrap already. No, and no question. No. It, is being, it is being unequivocally on the same page. Not all the time, but you have to get on the same page on the big on those big decisions. Case of Patriots were not on page with Tom Brady, but it happened. And so you move on. You let your football people identify the correct person for them, and then you let them go with it. Yeah, yeah. That is what this organization is failing to do. These owners just can't get out of their own way from a standpoint of not only identifying the football people, but trusting they're trusting them to make those decisions without interference. Um, I was doing some little research um, early on, just wondering in terms of about general managers and football people. And I think we've gotten to a place where we just don't, as in comparison to when we grew up, we're talking about the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s, if you look at how many quality GMs and football people there were then, um, it just, it's not even a comparison. I mean, you're talking about we grew up with like George Youngs, the Ernie Acorsis, Bill Polians. We had two of them, Castro Lee and, and uh, Bobby Beathard, you know, Jim Finks, uh, Carmen Policy. Um, it was a, just seemed, it seemed like it was just a number of top football people that were entrusted. And they, you know, with that, and then, and the owner, again, to your point, the owners, let them cook. And it seems like they, a shift started with the whole Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones thing to where I think Jerry Jones was the first owner that I remember in the NFL that really interfered. Al Davis. Al Davis, yes, yes. But you know what? Al Davis was a great football guy, though. He proved to be, he interfered, but he proved to be a, a great Evaluator, he was Al Davis was a one on one basically. I mean, Al Davis was like Red Arbeck, like and you know Paul Brown, like he just knew he knew talent. He was a he's a one he's a one off. He like Al Davis. You can say what you want about Al Davis. Al Davis is one of the great talent evaluators in the NFL history. Period. He knew his shit, and he knew he knew how and he drafted. Like he was ahead of his time. Period. That's yeah. He was so yeah. He was the he was the first from that standpoint. But I think that they. With, I think there was a shift with with Jerry Jones um, in terms of that inter, in terms of that interfering owner 
and we have not and it got it really has gotten worse it got really bad in the early the, the mid 2000s to where now it's like the owner you have a number and you have a number of owners who want to be kind of want to be in the forefront and kind of want to are are so you know hell-bent on receiving the credit name your frustration you talk about snyder you you can say his name yeah no yeah okay he's the pole yeah no he's you can yeah. Say his name. yeah no daniel snyder yeah no you live this life so you just might as well speak from experience yeah no. yeah no, i've lived through i've lived through 27 years of this shit. yeah now we are questioning and just go in yeah no he no absolutely is Whose owners you talking about? Yeah, no, he yeah, he would be at the top of the list in terms yeah. of that. There's no, there's no two ways about it. But even as bad as he is, and he's horrible. I mean, I can definitely get in a conversation of worst owner in 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 one of the worst owners in all professional sports, not alone, let alone uh, the NFL. But I see, you know, you know, I see um, a lot of these owners who just in yeah, who just don't trust don't trust their own football people. Or they're incompetent themselves. Or they're incompetent, yes. In terms of running, they're all successful businessmen in terms of running a football organization. Right. Right. Because, again, if, again, if I'm an owner, I want get me the best football people possible. I want those people. I want the best football people. I want the best football person running my organization. And if that guy doesn't do the job, then I'll fire him. That's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with the owner. You, you own the team. You can do what you want. So, I, like, yeah, you got to you write the checks. You have, if you see empty seats and stuff, and that that type of shit will will get you fired. But, um, but to me, get football people. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Get go out there and get real football people and listen to them. And like, even going back to Jerry Jones, Cowboys. The reason why Cowboys have had talent have had a lot. Have have had this run of, of of excellent talent recently with drafts. Is he start? He beat like four or five years ago. Started to actually listen to some of his football people, Stephen Jones, and his, his scouts and and, and, dra- and people that you know kept him from fucking drafting Johnny Menzel versus uh, drafting uh, Zach Martin. That was a really, that was going to happen, by the way. Yeah, only you know. That is what it is, and seems like it's only seems like it's only uh, going to get worse. So we have uh, the playoffs are finally here after uh, eighteen weeks. Um, you're going to have the you know the NFL just shoved this shit down your throat. The biggest playoff weekend ever, <laughs> uh, Saturday through Monday. Um, don't know how I feel about the Monday playoff game. God, that's a little this kind. Of, of course, you're going to watch, but it's. I feel like the playoffs should end on a Sunday. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm sure I'll change my mind when it, when it happens. But yeah, it's going to feel a little going to feel a little strange on Monday football. A Monday playoff, playoff football. I'm good. Spread yeah. over more time. I'm good. <laughs> Not something I'm going to complain about. Um, look through. You look at these games. Um, at least four of them. Should be highly contested game, highly contested games. We agree. I think we would agree that Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Philadelphia, Tampa Bay are clear mismatches. I mean, yes and no. Again, it's the playoffs. 
It is the playoffs. Uh, I think particularly um, I think the Pittsburgh Kansas City one could be interesting. Oh, wow. See, I'm glad you say that. I'm glad you say that because I, I feel like that game is going to be much closer than people think it is. Like, I really, I really, I, yeah, I think that could be, I think that could be interesting. I don't think they can beat Kansas City. I don't think they would. They, I don't think they can do a beat them, but I, I think they can keep that close. Yeah. I really do. Yep. 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 I mean, like, I have a hard time envisioning how Philadelphia is going to be successful against Tampa Bay. It's very challenging for me to, to figure that out. There's a way, and that's why the coaches get paid what they get paid, but it, I, it's challenging for me to figure out. So if I can't figure out a way they can run their stuff, win is not what I'm thinking, and a runaway victory by Tampa Bay does not seem unlikely. So that it would it would be stunning if that game was competitive. Or stunning is probably a little bit too harsh. It would be surprising if that game is competitive. Yeah, that, that has 31, 17, 34, 14 written all over it. It'd be surprising. That one I'm not I'm not really that out of all the games, that's the one I'm looking least I'm not don't really have um not really excited about, to be honest with you. That's the if you if I were ranking the games, I probably would put that number uh, number six if I were if I were ranking the games as far as my interest level and as far as our in terms of competitive level. Um, what are your thoughts on the rubber match of your division? Rock fight. It's going to be sub zero temperatures. Yeah, I heard the weather's crazy. Going to be crazy. Is by from straight from all the people like you know like I'm listening to everybody in Buffalo. Um, is they saying by the end of the game, minus, definitely minus, I think I heard 20, but I don't even want to go that deep, but in the minus. So um, see, you're talking about single digit, you're talking about minus, and then wind chill factors in there. So it's going to be a frigid game. Yeah. Um, rock, rock fight. Do everything to win. Um, this could not be more 50-50. If I was, if I was, if I was doing the eyes on this, I would have Buffalo by two. And so that's essentially a pick em. Two and a half. Uh, um, hmm. Without thinking about money, eyes, and all, I don't know. Any, I can't, I can't get that deep into it. Just in terms of just like my confidence level and thinking about the evenness of these two teams and the history and division rivalry three times in a year, all that stuff. Um, the 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 wide swings of just the play styles of each of the games um have been very unique. So uh yeah Buffalo home two and a half. Yeah I, I really have had a hard maybe it's only Wednesday so I, I got some time here um but in terms of when the game that one has 14, 17 written all over it. I'm not saying a word right now. That one has 17 written all over it. Yeah, I don't have. I I think I, yes. I, I I'll be surprised if it wasn't a close game. I put I put you that way, but I'm just trying to don't have a great feel of that game. I don't. 
no way I'll have a fantastic game this game. Oh, there's no way this game isn't close. No, it'll be close. I mean, yeah, it'll be close. No, it, there's no way. Yeah, there's it'll be. It's gonna be close. No, it'll be close. I know. I know people are down on on Louisville right now and Matt Jones in terms of how he performed at the end of the season. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, but I I just can't see this game not being close. Familiarity, weather, uh, styles of play. Um, yeah, no, I, I think this is a, like it's, I, it's fight. You just throw all that. Right, throw, yeah, that's, it's going to be throw all of that out. Yeah, throw all that. That's what I'm telling. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling your audience. Throw all the all everything the national media is saying. Don't listen to it. It's incorrect. Belichick mm-hmm. literally said we're starting from scratch yep. on the game. They are going to throw something completely different than what we've seen. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. nope, nope, nope. Don't do that. This is different. This is different. This is when a division title has been taken away from him. This is his pride, his ego. Oh yeah, no, he's coming with yeah, no, he, yeah, out. It's time to stomp out a division rival. He never coached better than when he coached against Peyton Manning because he knew Peyton Manning was his direct competition for getting to the goal of the Super Bowl championships that he wanted to. Um, Allen Bills in his way. Yeah, he has to. He has to come up with competent game plans against Allen. He has Belichick's full undivided attention right now. Guaranteed we see things that haven't been seen before. I only say that to say, yeah, that is Belichick, but that's why no one on the national media is going to be saying those things. That's why I say don't listen to anything they're saying because they don't know what's going on in this game. What are your thoughts on how your team finished finished the season? I'm fine with it. We we got we we got the division and the playoffs. Um, I think I'll say what Buffalo. So like I said, like I have this game. Like I understand this game completely. If I don't understand any of anything, I understand this game completely. Here's what here's what no one will say. A Buffalo fan will say, um, on on record, and I've listened to them all. Um, they've annoyed me on this point. Um, the reason I was taking up for Josh Allen over Herbert at that point in time, what which was three weeks ago, um, was because um, at that point in time, I felt like they were even and Josh Allen was, was showing more in terms of the progression of the team. What I witnessed after that, there is no comparison between those two. Herbert leaped light years ahead of Josh Allen. The way that Allen is playing right now will get us an L against the Patriots, without a doubt. But what I do like is the focus that our team has when going going against the Patriots. We know zero mistakes. And they really, really focus hard on not making any other mistakes. I wish they would focus that hard in some of the other games, but they really focus that hard against the Patriots, which is why I keep saying this makes this game unique. How about then? This is even whoever wins this game, it doesn't matter. Because it will mean nothing. It will tell us nothing about that team going against the next team they face in the playoffs. Because the the individual components of what makes the Bills and the Patriots go right now at this point in time um, are still about filling each other out and coming up with things 
the weaknesses and the tells that they know. And so the game plans and the flow of the game are just going to vacillate so wildly that it's unpredictable. And here's the thing that the, the, this is where I was getting to that Buffalo fans won't tell you about. This team does not play good in, in bad weather, which is a problem. Because your your team is from Buffalo, so up in bad weather, and so the weather, even though we're at home, which is why I can only put it at a two or two and a half max. Even though we're at home, the weather hurts us. Yeah, if you told me we were playing in a dome against the Patriots, oh, oh, my spread is six and a half, seven, and come and get us. Yeah, yeah, but. That weather, we're not good at. We're not but good it, at. It negates your talent. It negates your, talent, uh, it negates it your advantage in terms of talent. You have better talent. It does. It does. So so that's why there, there's just no way this game isn't close. Because exactly what you're talking about. We have more talent. The talent gap is wider. But because of Belichick and the familiarity that he has and how great he is, um, that it, that plays a huge factor. And the way in which we vacillate so wildly depending upon the environment that we're playing in is also a factor. And then, and especially the meaning the environment that we play in at home is actually the opposite of when we play at our maximum makes things really tricky. And that's what's shown up this year more than anything else. That's why we've been so damn helter skelter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Just to see it. What Belichick, what Belichick comes up with. Um, before we get to the main, the main course here with Dallas, San Francisco, what are, what are some thoughts on Vegas, Cincinnati, Arizona, uh, yeah. Los Angeles? Yeah, Arizona, Los Angeles game will fascinate me. We have been so, or at least me personally, have been so up and down these teams throughout the year, so right. very up and so very down on them. So I, I. Am fascinated by how this game is going to go. Early in the season, I absolutely expected Arizona to win this game. Yeah. And now I absolutely expect the Los Angeles Rams to win this game. But can I say either one of those defensively? I absolutely cannot. No. no. Um, I was listening to uh um uh not first take, um around the horn. Not around the horn. Um Pardon the interruption. And just said something that I like. He said, uh, Stafford will bring you back from the mistakes that he makes. Yeah. I mean keeps you in the game and he takes and he takes the game away. Yeah. I mean that's why I mean it's on Stafford. I stated these pretty much from day one. No, you've been we so disjointed they've looked so disjointed i can't put any confidence in them i really can't i'm gonna i, I, mean, I, I, really I, expect, I think this game will be this game will be another close game but i i'm gonna go i have to go with arizona i, I agree with arizona i have to I, I, i'm actually i'm leaning towards the rams i have to lean towards arizona I I'm lean trust, towards the rams. i just trust the court i just trust their quarterback even though it's his first playoff star it's not like stafford has got a million playoff stars to be honest with you but I just trust Kyler Murray. Stafford's going to do something that throws. Like Kyler Murray, I don't trust their offense. Yeah, I, I mean, I, their offense is not no. It's it's not great. I mean, they they struggle to run the ball. But I just don't. Stafford just I, how I he ended the season. It was yeah. It was, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. Arizona's offense, though. 
What has their offense shown you? They've been bad. Yeah, I mean. So I get it. I agree with you, but their offense equals as bad as Stafford is. Their offense is bad. So I would love to be like, that. Like I have kind I just don't. No, we don't know. That's what I mean. Again, you know, like that. that's what makes this this this, this matchup fascinating. We don't trust either one of these teams <laughs> as a whole. We don't trust either one of these teams uh, as a whole. Uh, but I, I just the Rams, man, they just. Uh. I here's what I would love to see. I would love to see Aaron Donald and Von Miller go off. I I I am I'm. Which if, is possible. Say yeah. Outside of my team, what is a rooting interest in this entire playoffs? Um, I would, it would, as long as it's not the Bills, I would be very excited to see Aaron Donald win a championship. I would. I would. So, even though I don't believe in Stafford, my hope is that Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and the rest of those boys come to play. Because I think Arizona could be had. Offensive for the offense versus that defense. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting um, from that standpoint. Um, so especially, I mean, with the, with the two quarterbacks, uh, Kyler Murray's first start, first career playoff start. Um, I mean, is Hopkins? You know, what's, what's going to be his status? Um, Hobbled. Yeah, at best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. Man, I, yeah, Staff, I just can't get Stafford. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, you, I mean, it's, this is a coin flip game. Yeah, Arizona offense is bad. No, it's bad. No, it's bad. No, it's no, no, there, there's no getting around. No, the offense is bad. Um, the offense is bad, but man, like, boy, Stafford can, yeah, Stafford, like you said, he can, he can, he can, he can. It's bad. I can't like. I, yeah, I know Stafford. But a mistake. Yeah, no. But, but here's here's the thing. It is bad. But it is bad. But Colin Murray doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Like doesn't make Stafford like mistakes. No, but that offense can't score points now. So that's a big deal against that defense. Remember, their offense isn't going against the Rams' offense. They're going against the Rams' defense, which are monsters, scary monsters. Um, but this, I'm saying this game is going to be close. Yeah, no, I absolutely. Think, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a coin flip. And I uh, see Aaron Donald wrecking Arizona's yes. entire game. Uh, uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, can I see Kyler Murray being a, the monster he was in the beginning? Absolutely, I can. Um, what I can't see is those receivers. I I just I don't see how they move the ball consistently. I can't see it right now. But McVay, Mc, oh no, McVay's on rant. See, um, yeah, I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards rant. Um, San Francisco, Dallas. Of course, this is a rollback. Dallas will roll over San Francisco. Oh, stop it. Oh, you, yeah, you've lost your mind. I actually resent oh, you making no. me defend Dallas so much. You, you, you're so really, you're, no, it's not. Really. 
juggernaut it's, right now. They're not, no, no, they're not. Stop, stop. You, you, they, this is where, no, this is where, no, you've leaned into the Dallas, you have leaned into the Dallas. I didn't, so I didn't. That's insane. Is it, no, it's no, it's bad. First of all, it, no, here's the thing. First of all, okay. oh, now we talk. A reason, no, no, no. There's no, no. You, I mean, you can believe we that. Gonna, Jimmy no, G. You gonna believe in Jimmy G? No, you gonna believe in Dak? What is Dak? What is Dak? How many playoff wins does he got? Jimmy G uh, been to the Super Bowl. Has Jimmy G not to been to the Super Bowl. Is, is that has Jimmy G not been to a Super Bowl? Jimmy G has a winning record. Jimmy G. Jimmy G has wins. What are you talking about? Jimmy G. Jimmy G has a great record. His win loss record is great. What are you talking about? He hasn't been durable. Okay. He's won games. Jimmy G is a winning quarterback. What are we talking about? Okay. All right, bro. That's why they drafted the dude to replace him. Well, that was that's just dumb. That's I mean, it's not his fault. They that's just dumb. They don't know. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We know Trey, Trey Lance, please. Trey Lance. Who's going to win this game? I think San Francisco's going to win this game. San Francisco. I, yeah, I, 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 why are they going to win this game, Bill? Why? Why are they going to win this game? So, from a matchup standpoint, here's yeah. what we know. Yeah. Dallas has the pass rush. How do you neutralize a pass rush? A physical running game. I've watched teams, I've watched teams push Dallas around. Who, who okay, is? I've watched teams. Kansas City physically push Dallas back. around. Physically they push Dallas back. around. They're gonna get these this dominant. They can run on San Francisco can run on anybody. Who, they they run? Run. who are these people that are running? Who? Who are they? They can they, run on Sure. Okay. Keep going. Keep San Francisco going. can run on anybody. I just need you. I need you. I mean, here, here, here's the thing. This is a reason why. This is the reason why this is a this is there's a reason why Dallas is only a three point you, favorite in this you game. There's a reason why it's a three point favorite. I mean, you talking about Dallas is rolling. They're, who are they oh, beating? Who are you? You talking about rolling over Washington? <laughs> rolling over a Philadelphia team that had that didn't even play a quarterback with sixteen stars out? What are we talking about here? Dallas has Dallas. If you really look at Dallas, who is Dallas beating? They've beaten up on bad teams. They've beaten up on a bunch of bad teams who are non-playoff teams who are bad. What's the Atlanta's of the world? Right. But did they not sweep the Rams? Were the, the, the Rams not in the playoffs? Did they not sweep the Rams? Record. Okay, they're, they're, records are, records don't mean anything right now. It's even even. Who has a better quarterback? Uh, it's not by much. Have who you watched that? Have you hold on, hold on? Have you watched Dak? Have you watched Dak the last month of the who season? Better, who has better running backs? Who come on now, real? Who has I mean, better? You, I, my, you drinking the Dallas Kool Aid is a oh my god! They're gonna roll on it, please. Okay. We trust. We. I mean, goodness. Okay. I, I mean, it's one thing to pick them. You, I can see you picking them. Win, cool. They pick own whatever. But you, you. Bro. I mean, you give way Bro. too much respect to Dow. That has no, no pedigree for winning at all with the squad. At least, at least San Francisco has players that have been to one big games. That was as one anything. They better hope they can score. They don't get beat by more than ten points. Yeah, right. Give me a score. Give me a score. Thirty-four. Dallas, 21, San Francisco. How about that? I'll give you 27, 24. <laughs> Who? San Francisco. They cover, they barely, they piss no, off the better. Yeah, I'll give you 24, 27, 24. Okay. All right. Okay. And, Jimmy, and by the way, Jimmy G, I'll remember, Jimmy, Jimmy G will outplay Dak. Okay. Uh, yes. Yes. Real. Double down. Double down. Dak. I, you, I, you have not watched Dak in the last, seemingly the last month. Dak has, been, Dak has not been good. 
against against competent competition, Dak has not been good. No, no. Eagle, the, the Eagles did not play anybody, no. and they played Washington the week before. I'm thinking look about at, Jimmy. Look at, look at, have you looked at Dallas' schedule? What Dak has done the last six weeks? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What has I Dak done against, against Washington and Philadelphia? That's what, that's what you're going to gauge. That's how you're gauging uh, his performances. Their best season. offensive threat is Debo Samuel. Yes. That's stop him. Stop him. Let me see them stop him. They will. Let's see them stop him. They'll stop him. Okay. All right. They'll stop. Debo Samuel is not that good. Relax. He's not that good. What are you talking about? <laughs> you said he's not that good. To be your primary offensive threat, no. Uh, Need uh, your quarterback to be that good, and Jimmy G's not that good. Stop. I, I just, yeah. That I, press I, don't, I don't get against ahead of Jimmy G. We're not doing this. Yeah, no, no, he's not. Not not this version of Dak Prescott. Not the Dak Prescott of last month. Not that Dak Prescott. Right, like, you don't get you don't get like I mean you don't get the be- you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you don't have a pedigree for winning and when you play the way he played the last month of the season he was nope. he was bad the last month of the season Jimmy G the last six oh. weeks but okay Jimmy G's worse whatever Dak Prescott's bad is Jimmy G worse go game by game over these last weeks you're talking about exactly. All right, I watched Jimmy G take his team uh-huh. down yeah, against, I, I, against I, I, a playoff caliber team, come yeah. back from 17-0 and beat a team in the game they had to win. I watched Jack uh-huh. Prescott throw for a million yards against a game against a team that played nobody. And then Who a week before against a team that played nobody. Who nobody. Has- nobody cared about that game. They, except uh-huh. Dallas, they also cared, yeah. but nobody the Eagles didn't play anybody that game. You watch again, watch Dak Prescott the last five, six weeks of this Better season. Stats. All around, everywhere, by a margin, a significant margin. So, I mean, Dak had no. Listen, Dak had the better year. I'm saying no, no. We're not. We're not. Deba- no, I'm not debating. Dak had a better year than Jimmy G. But in a playoff game, who who I rather no. have to to win a playoff game? I'm taking Jimmy G. Yes, I'm taking Jimmy G. Who would I rather have to win one playoff game right here, right now? I'm taking Jimmy G. Continue to take those L's. That's exactly what you can do. You. You stand on that Jimmy G Hill. Go ahead. I mean, Jimmy. G, listen, listen. Man. No, no. Here's the no. But here's the thing about I'm not putting. I'm not putting Jimmy G as an all-time great. Jimmy G has been a winning quarterback. Is he durable? No. Is he somebody that? Is he somebody that's going to be a, go down as this Hall of Famer? No. Dak ain't going to the Hall of Fame either. Okay. Uh-oh. So, like, Uh-oh. let's let's be real about that. And Dak is surrounded yeah. by you know. Yeah. So that, I mean, come on now. About your boy. You're talking crazy. So, hey, you again? I watch. I watched Dak for the I last six weeks. I know. I know what I see. My my two eyes are not lying to me. The way Dak has played the last six weeks against competent competition. It has <laughs> against playoff caliber competition. It hasn't been good. Okay. I don't care about what he did against Washington. I don't care about what he did yeah. against the Eagles. I Let's don't. go next team. I don't. Next team. Next. No, so, I mean we agree about that. Cincinnati will take Vegas out. So I, yeah. I think that that's. I think that's that has like I don't see Vegas. I, that could be a blowout. That I, be honest with you. The you know, only the, thing you have to worry about is Cincinnati's immature. Yeah, yeah, but that's it's not like Vegas. It's not like Vegas has a bunch of. Yeah, that's true. It's not, but it's not like Vegas has a bunch of playoff experience here. So, yeah. like, talent wise, no, that's yeah. I, I think they ascending. Vegas is either plateaued or descending. Yeah, I mean, I think Vegas getting to the playoffs was like. 
uh, oh, oh, oh. that was heaven. Like that's right. like yeah. yeah. No, nobody's expected Vegas to go to no Super Bowl or anything like that yet. Getting to playoffs was the victory. Yeah. Questions for Sap uh, or questions for Sap? Are people overreacting to the recent playoff, Matt Jones? They absolutely are. Yes, they are. So here, here, here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yes, they are. Um, I think we gotta go back to like expectations and yeah. original. So I don't remember on this podcast me or you saying that Mac Jones was going to be this next second coming of this, that, and the third. I don't like. I don't say I don't remember calling him the next Tom Brady. I don't remember saying he's going to be a he's a generational talent. Um, you said that you much rather would have rather had Justin Fields, and Justin Fields would have terrified you under Bill Belichick. Mac Jones is fine, but he doesn't scare me. I said, go ahead. No, I said when Mac Jones. I said when Mac Jones was playing well, I'm very impressed. Very impressed. He's playing within the confines of the offense. Um, uh, he's making the right decisions, so on and so on. So I, I guess just getting back to just the original conversations that we had about Mac Jones, I don't. I see a guy who's still a rookie. Um, he, he had a rough ending to the season. Yeah. But I just don't – I never put him on that level to where I say – to where, like, he was in MVP conversations or whether he was going to be, again, this – this. Uh, and I still think he has potential to be a franchise quarterback, by the way. Um, I'll say that. I mean, he has he, – he still has a lot of talent. But I guess, you know, I, stuff I've been hearing after these games and, and the reaction has been, like, like he don't belong in the league or something. Like what? What were the expectations? Like what are we talking about here? He still had a very good year. He's going to finish runner up and offensive player of, of the rookie of the year, which is fine. Jamar Chase is going to win that, but cool. Jamar Chase is a, is a beast, um, to say the least. But I, I mean, I like if you if you're a New England fan, I think you like if you have him quarterback in your team, I think you'll be fine with that. To be honest with you. Um, in terms of, I mean, you, if you're gauging his performance for the season as a whole, I, I think he, you have to be, I don't, what, I don't think we really can complain about it. It's, it's an A, it's an A. Um, he's a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Yes. That's the bottom line. That's, that's all you, that's all you, that sentence right there, that's all you need to know. Don't look at that in the history of the NFL. This how is, many rookie, how many rookie quarterbacks have been in the playoffs? It's a very no. short list. Yes. This is this is his first year. First year, yes. I second, third, first. Because he's ahead of schedule. Yes. They should not be this good at this point in time. This is a if Fravel had done what he did this year, I would be just and you know, I mean, for me to be saying this, you know, but I would be, I would be um ringing the bell for Belichick. This has been an amazing coaching job he's done this year. And here's the secret that that um, people aren't paying attention to. The Patriots did not draft Mac Jones to be the next time break. No. no what they drafted Mac Jones to do is run their effing offense. The way they want it to be designed. Yes. Belichick and Kraft on the same page organization around all the things that we talked about they know their job is to put more talent around him 
The reason they got Mac Jones is because he was the most NFL ready. He would be able to grasp the concepts of their offense quicker. And also, he's not a prima donna quarterback that they were going to have to pay $250 million in the third year, right? So they can ride out this rookie contract and then also pay him, you know, whatever as he is going along in this offense. They're ahead of schedule. The, the, the thing that differentiates the Patriots organization from every other organization right now is that they have a plan and they stick to it no matter what. So is they, he having a, a plan? Bit, you say it right first. They have a, a plan. Absolutely he's having a big, bit of a slump. He's a rookie. This is his first year in the NFL. Yes. So they're ahead of schedule and they're yeah. in the playoffs and they challenge for the division. At one point in the season, they were even the number one seed in the AFC. Right. All that is ridiculous that that is happening with a rookie quarterback at the helm. From a, from a school that doesn't traditionally, isn't historically known for, for producing top-flight quarterbacks, right? Right. Like, more recently, yes, Alabama, but it took saving a while. No, not historically. Matt no. Jones wasn't considered part of that shift. No. That started with Tua. Right. Action. Um, where they were going to go more pass-happy all the time. So um, Matt Jones has exceeded every expectation I could have possibly had for him and actually worries me that they're this far ahead of schedule. I'm worried. I'm, as a fan of a team in that division, I'm worried about that progress. So that should say it all. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I just. It, but yeah, it, if you wanted to find the 2021 22 Patriots specifically by quarterback play, I would argue, A, you're missing a lot of the picture. Uh, but if you just want to look at us specifically through the quarterback play, then there was a high during the seven game, absolutely. And now there's a bit of a plateau that's happening specifically with yeah. Mac Jones play. I would agree with that. Yes. I could not argue against that point. But the Patriots are so much more than Mac Jones. You know, any franchise is so much more than their quarterback is the Patriots. Yeah. 2021-22 Patriots. Yeah, no. He, again, rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Um, and like you said, and this is the most important thing you said out of all that is the fact that they will not have to pay him. And they're going to surround him with pieces through either free agency, drafting, whatever, developing. And, you know, year three, year four, you know, it's going to be, you know, like I said. That's their job, number one. Don't surround him with comparable talent. He will only go so far as that. Talent. He's he's not he's not the talent, the transcendent. I, everybody acknowledges this. Right. Honestly. Everybody. Yeah. This is not a secret. This is not something Patriots don't know. This is not. He, he's not that talent that can elevate the level of everyone around him. No, he's not Herbert. No. 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 No, he is not. You will not mistake him for Herbert no, no. at all. No, he's not. Which is but fine. He's completely competent and capable of running a very, very complex offense. Yes. And like I said, when Herbert plays Belichick, Belichick humbles Herbert. And that's because he confuses the hell out of Herbert and the rest of the coaches. Um, he coaches circles around all of them. So that's what I mean by able to pick up. They fell in love with Matt Jones' brain, for lack of a better way of saying it, 
and his ability to grasp those mature concepts quicker because of his development. Not only where he was maturity-wise, but also the offensive style that he played in college. Herbert didn't play in that offense. He didn't play with State Saban and that coaching staff and that institution and that, that uh, you know, um, NFL factory. Right. So there's going to be a learning curve. Um, you know, there's going to be a learning curve. And so uh, Joe Burrow's a problem. That's just everything. Joe Burrow's such a problem. He's yeah. such a problem. But yeah, he's fine. He's ahead of schedule. He's fine. Yeah. Nobody worry about Mac Jones. He's fine. No, he's good. He's good. He's Lawrence Belichick is coaching. He's good. Um, I gotta go. I gotta go back to dis- disappointments because I forgot one and I just I just remembered it. Gotta gotta get on pro football focus. Um, I have a lot of respect for their analysis and they, they rate the players and you see them on Sunday Night Football and their rankings. All pro team came out uh, this week. Uh, and they had the quarterbacks and no Aaron Rodgers. Brady's first team, Joe Burrow's yeah. second team. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm not. It's it's so many analytics that these I, and I follow. I follow them. I follow DVOA Football Outsiders, and that, that's what we need to do. We need to come up with some analytics in a certain sport that nobody understands, but but that people are obsessed with. That's what we need to do for our retirement plan. We need to do. Because it's so much shit. There's so many analytics out here and stats and numbers out here in these sports, especially in football about it. It's like, I don't even know how to quantify what is some of the shit that y'all are talking about. But apparently, Aaron Rodgers' schedule, as in comparison to those other two quarterbacks, wasn't up to par, especially he missed the Kansas City game. And that hurt him from that standpoint of pro football. Focus. Uh, by the way, a quick side note: um, was blown away by. I couldn't help it. It, it opened opened up a wound because Trent Williams, the former Washington Football offensive tackle, was the number one rated player. Um, he's done nothing but flourish since he left our toxic organization to be just continue his Hall of Fame career and be, be All Pro both years that he was with San Francisco and to a point to where he only has given up like 14, he played 14 games this year, only gave up like 12 pressures. So like he literally was, they had him rated the best player in the sport from a rating standpoint, not the highest rating. So, you know, salute since, you know, shout out to him. He, he deserves it after just that debacle that they, that his career ended with us. That shit still just, I'll never, Ever forget that that bullshit. They literally almost killed this dude, like literally. But anyway, um, yeah, no Aaron Rodgers. Here, here's what I'll say, and I'm not breaking down every stat known to mankind. I have two eyes, and my two eyes tell me, told, tells me, it told me that Aaron Rodgers not only is MVP of the league, but was the best, um, was the best quarterback in football. This year. That's what my eyes told me. So, uh. I disagree with pro football, and, you know, disagree with their, you know, from them, with them from that standpoint. I think he, if he's not first team, he got to be second team. You can't leave him off the team. <laughs> you can't leave Aaron Rodgers off any all pro team that you come up with. I agree. Like, yeah. So, uh, what were your thoughts on that when you saw that? 
don't I don't have any big big time thoughts on that. It's I mean it's obviously it's uh, not obviously. Feels personal. Aaron Rodgers is great. Nobody needs to even right. qualify yeah. or make yeah. that argument. That that's not even a thing. Um so it like I, I think that was a way a you know a subtle dig at that's a, a non subtle dig at, at him and his antics this year and they right. didn't want to yeah. that's my assessment of that situation yeah and, and, and who knows it may it may even you know cost him the MVP because um, you know I actually like, think Tom Brady's the MVP I do that dude is just unbelievable you look at his stats this is it's insane it's insane. At his age, it's insane. It doesn't even make. Sense. No, I don't see it. No, 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 no. I'm not doing the age. Actually, that's the same shit they do with LeBron. I know that age, like I, we know Tom Brady is the goat. But I'm not. I don't care about his age in terms of that weighing my thoughts about him being MVP. I'm just looking at. Yeah, well, then look at his stats. He's the MVP. Who, who I thought was the best player at the position this year, and I thought it was Aaron Rodgers. It's so, Tom Brady. But um. I mean, Brady, I would not be surprised with Brady. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a favorite to win MVP. The only reason they don't give it to Brady is because Brady has all the accomplishments. I mean, it's all political. I mean, like, everything we're talking about is political. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, too, too bad if two best quarterbacks in football, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Like, just, like, off that. And then you can have arguments about 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 the others. Um, and fan base can throw those in there. But just, I mean, it's... it's they're... First ballot Hall of Famers for a reason. Yeah, and I mean, just, yeah, no, they, I mean, we are, yeah, we all know that uh, from that standpoint. Um, it's all deeply p- political. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has not been the face of the NFL. Tom Brady's always the face of the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's the, no I think that more than anything, honestly, surreal will swing this MVP vote. Yeah, I'm saying, I told you, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, no, I wouldn't be least bit surprised if, if Tom Brady won the award. I say, I say, if I said, if I had a vote, it would be Aaron Rodgers. But I'm not, I, I think Tom, Tom Brady could easily win the award. I'm not, you, you're not I'm not debating. My point is, Aaron Rodgers didn't help himself by what he did this year. No, no, not at all. No, if it, no, if it was going to be a, it's not, so to your point, it's not, so it, it's not like insurmountable like it was last year when he threw 48 touchdown pass. Like, it's, it's actually it's, it's very much debatable. Last so, year that he did this year, huh? No, but I'm saying no. If he would have, if he would have had the type of year, no. If you had the type of year last year, they this year they year last year, then it would, his antics wouldn't matter because his numbers were just like no, there's no nobody came close to those numbers last year. This year his numbers weren't as good, but I thought he played at the highest level of any quarterback that I saw weekend week out. To be honest with you. Um, you are thinking about it purely. See, th- this is the common mistake that you keep that you make in a couple of different situations. When we talked about ownership, the thing is you're equating owners' worth and value to wins and losses. Coaches absolutely are defined by that owners or not. That is not their metric at all. Um, their metric is the value and the esteem they bring to the, the shield in their franchise. That's why Jerry Jones will always be a GOAT because of what he did and how much richer he made the other owners. They don't give a damn how many Super Bowls Dallas won. And you're talking about Dallas. Now I'm going to Aaron Rodgers. See, I'm, going, I'm, I'm combining two points, Ralph. Okay, go ahead. Um, the, 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 the hitting in there is you're only looking at the stats on the field. I am saying the thing that loses him the MVP is the antics off the field. Y'all agree. Could have been just as stellar as last year. The antics 
and he pulls the same stuff he does there, it knocks him down automatically. Well, I, agree, I, disagree, I, I disagree with that. I, think the I know, I know you do, and that's what I'm saying. That's what you do. You, 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 you don't put enough stock into the human element, not the numbers, not just wins and losses, the human element, the political things. No, the I'm things just definitely, no, I, I without like question, it's political. But I'm saying my point to you is, is no, without question, it's political. But my point to you is, it's close enough with the, with the numbers between him and, and Brady this year to a point to where they can give it to Brady and, and with, with the antics and politics. Here, last I, year, I don't think it would have been. Last year, I don't think it would have. The antics would have no, been. No, last year, last year, it wasn't a debate. That I, that that's I. That's my point. That's, that's, that's my overall. That's my point. That I agree. That I agree. I do feel like you're disrespecting Brady a little. You I'm not. No, 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 no. Stop. Stop. By the way, that's your no, friend. I'm not. I'm that not this, did, saying did, saying that Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback in the league is not disrespectful to Brady. Come on now, I didn't say Aaron Rodgers. I didn't say consideration. I know without question he does. Yeah, I, 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 how about disrespect to Tom Brady? Brady, Brady should be the MVP. I don't think he should be. That's my. But I think I have no problem if Brady wins the MVP. I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. But I'm not. I how about disrespect Tom Brady by by picking Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP? I don't know how that how is that disrespect. I didn't pick uh, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> how did that disrespect Tom Brady? You didn't I, say I, Joe I, Burrow. <laughs> right, exactly. I didn't say yes. If I would have said Joe Burrow, then that's disrespectful. That's that is really disrespectful. Yeah. Fame Aaron Rodgers MVP over Tom Brady is not disrespectful. That'd be disrespectful. Nope, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's the MVP. Joe Burrow. He will be. He will yeah. be one of these days. Um, sooner or later. Um, did you know? Speaking of Joe Burrow, I got before we get to the NBA. You you read what this uh what this scout not scout but what what a what a, what a personnel person said about Joe Burrow a couple weeks ago. I, I remember seeing a headline about it. He was no, like he was like he so, so he basically that. said that he's that that his upside is not that high and that he um you remember we have to remember how old he is coming out of college. That he really doesn't have that he, he can't get that much better than what he is now. And I'm like, well, so he's pretty, he's great right now. So I mean, does he have to get that much better to be dominant for the next decade? Like, what are we talking about here? I was like, we must have been from Baltimore. That's got my. <laughs> I was like, this is to be one of the dumbest person. This is one of. I mean, normally I'm, I'm normally I'm into when personnel people give anonymous quotes, and I'm like, especially on like advanced scouting on playoffs and things of that nature. You'll see it in the NBA where an anonymous scout or personnel person says about a player or a team. But this was some. I was like, I'm like, you sure this is a personnel person in the NFL? Like, who who said I this? Scouts have said so many different things. It wasn't even a scout. It was a personnel person, uh, somebody that works in the NFL front office. It was that person. It wasn't a scout. Yeah, this was a front office person. Yeah, just wrong. Yeah, I was like, okay, whatever. Um, couple of real thoughts before we head out. Uh, we haven't spoken about the NBA in a, uh, in a while. Um, some definitely, but you know, listen, NBA has been great this year. I know there's been a lot with the COVID and stuff like that, and I know that that hasn't thrilled fans. Um, paying fans, especially seeing G League players, but I'm sure. But um, overall, the NBA, the storylines, the amount of talent that there is, um, night in, night out, has been great to watch. Um, 
we haven't spoken in a while about it um, since this happened. What your thoughts on Kyrie with a basically a semi-return to Brooklyn? Because he cannot play in all the games. He can only play excuse me, in, in away games because of the vaccine mandate in New York. Uh, give me a couple of thoughts. Um, desperation. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you, Will. I'm one of those people that um, <laughs> the sheer number of players that have been out in and out have made it feel so disjointed for right. me. Um, so I'll link that with Kyrie's return. It was it was the worst of worst situations, right? Like, like, like they literally needed somebody to fill a roster spot. Right. Like they did not have enough players to compete in one game, right? Like that, that's bad. And so, um, and so it is an act of desperation. That's, that's honestly how I can, how I can frame it. Um, they literally didn't have enough players to be competitive. On, on the floor. And so they had Kyrie act in desperation on that. Um, I'm trying to think, do, is there anything else interesting? And, and he's looked meh since he got, he's looked like he's somebody who's been off the court for a while. So if there is any impact to this, I don't think we'll feel it to the playoffs anyway. Yeah. Um, listen, it was like to your point. It was definitely clear desperation. There's no question that Durant was slaughtering a lot of minutes. Uh, they had, like you said, like a lot of teams, a few, like a number of teams, uh, COVID issues, um, protocols, and what have you. With the with the countries it has experienced over the last two years, um, I'll say this. I'll say this from a big picture standpoint. Unless he gets vaccinated and can, and can compete in all the games. I don't care how many role playoff games he, he can play. They're not winning a championship. I'm sorry. You, you can't have a part-time player that, just in terms of – I've watched enough basketball, especially in the last five years as far as chemistry and synergy and everything that goes into winning a championship. It's not going to work. It's not going to work, especially in the Eastern Conference. Like, Milwaukee is like that. When, when 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 Miami gets healthy, they are a problem. Um, I'm leaving out a team. Damn, Chicago. Chicago is a big problem. I because I, I was going to say I call myself. I lied a little bit when I was saying talking yeah, about. You, I'm sure you watch Chicago. Chicago is a big problem. Yeah, I love watching Chicago. Yeah, I mean, they are literally. Yeah, they along with probably Memphis are literally my two favorite teams to watch yeah. night in night out. Um, yes, and that does include the Lakers for those who are wondering. Um, they're not. I wouldn't think the Lakers are even top fifteen on my list to watch right now, uh, as far as NBA teams go. Maybe not. Maybe not even top twenty. But anyway, um, fun team to watch. No, they're not at all. Um, yeah, I, you you just not. We watch enough sports to know that this is not. I mean, uh, wait, wait, really pause really quickly with the Lakers. All while I'm watching games, I'm just like, yo, do y'all have to be working things out in real time all the time? Yeah, that's don't yeah. ever. <laughs> like, like all the time they're working out something, working out the style. Like what? Like when? When is this gonna come together in any shape or form? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> let me let you. Let me let me fast forward to the end of the movie. Well, it's not. <laughs> not with this. Not with this roster. Fair, it's not. Fair, very fair. Um, they listen. I 
get into the Lakers a little bit. I've seen this movie before. Yeah. I saw, yeah. It, in, I saw yeah. this in 2013. Excuse me. Yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe. 2012, 2013. Yeah. We trying to get the super team to White Howard, yeah. Steve Nash, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kobe gets all like, oh, the big four, and yeah. no. Nah, yeah. brother. Nah. No. No. Your point, you do need team chemistry. You do need. Yeah, these- it looks. It's, it's and you now you need chemistry. You kind of your pieces kind of have to fit. They, like they, you kind of like your pieces have to kind of make sense. Like really- it would have made. Like I'm looking at what Alex Caruso and Kyle Kuzman grabbing 22 rebounds and what those players are doing and what Buddy Hill could have looked like in a Laker uniform and I'm like yeah, we we kind of could have used some of those two or three of those players. Yep. Yeah, and and, and we again we when we said this uh, when we talked about last talked about the NBA, no one and you you mentioned this, no one was 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 craving, uh, clamoring for Russell Westbrook, no one, no, no, no one, and this is this is why, <laughs> it's like no, no one was, and he by and by the way he hasn't even been the, he has not even been the most disappointing Lakers. It's clearly been happy. No, no. He has been. Clearly, Anthony Davis. <laughs> I, I I thought about this a couple of days ago, and it's it's a harsh reality, but it is going to be reality um, for, for Laker fans moving forward. The best what you saw out of Anthony Davis in twenty twenty at the bubble will probably be the best you'll ever see of him moving forward. That probably was the peak apex Anthony Davis from a health standpoint. Level of play, aggression, yeah, yep. Not going to get any better moving forward. Not going to like it, yeah. So, yeah, man, I I resorted my fate, our fate, months ago in terms of how this, how this is going to end. So now you know you can shift the narrative to LeBron year nineteen, putting up numbers and you know Kareem's record. That yeah, might as well just get on that narrative right now. The Lakers. 38,000 points, whatever, 40,000 if he plays long enough. You're going to play with Bronny. Yep, get on that narrative now because you ain't, you're not getting any titles. Again, sniffing you, they might, they lucky if they get you to the first round. They, you know, so. Um, John Moran, um, every so often you see a player, a good player, take a leap in his second or third year and then become a great player. And I think we are seeing that with one. I know, and I think I know we're seeing that with one John Morant. This guy is just from night in to night out, maybe my favorite player to watch right now. Um, he is spectacular. He is controlled aggression. He's a winner from a standpoint of he makes winning plays. He's about the team. He's about. Um, they're going to be, he's a problem, and that team's going to be a problem because they, they, they have a lot of nice pieces, very good pieces. They, can have, they have some trade chips where they can acquire uh, you know, somebody of note if they want to or just develop. Um, moving forward, they, are extreme, they have a top coach in the league. He's one, this guy, their coach is one of the top like, eight or nine, ten coaches in the league. I know that's not hard to be in the NBA, to be honest with you, because there's like some, some bad coaching. Some bad coaching, but this dude can coach. This guy can coach. He, the team plays hard every night. They play to their strengths. 
Um, they're gonna be they're gonna be a they're gonna be a bit tough out in the playoffs. I'm not saying they go go get to the finals. I still think that goes through Golden State and Phoenix. Um, but they they're gonna be a, they're gonna be a major problem in the, uh, moving forward. Like this team is not going anywhere. He is the number one reason, and he, again, he's phenomenal to watch night in and night out. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's very cool. Um, because you saw him make that leap real time in the playoffs last year. Yes, in the play in, in the playoffs. Yes, yeah. He continue that on. And then continue through an entire season. And man, has he. Has he. And he is just, he quite simply figured it out in that playoff game and said, I'm the I'm the guy. Yeah. I'm one of the like I am one of the best NBA players in the world. Yeah. Every night like that. He has no fear. Yes, no. no I no. love what'd you say? Controlled controlled aggression. He so I said this. I said this uh, in the playoffs last year, and as he was developing last year, I said he is—he's like I said. He's—I said I think I, I believe he's going to be a better version of Russell Westbrook. To be honest with you, I really do. He already has a better shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not I mean. That, I mean, you—you you might have a better shot at this point. That was that was. He might. I mean, my goodness. He, I mean, but it was there. It was there. It was too obvious. Nah, yeah, yeah, it was low hanging. Come on, you know, you know. I mean, come on. I, I watch the game, watch him every night. You know, yeah. You know, I, you know, I was thinking about Westbrook today, man, and how I've just completely flipped on Westbrook um, from years past. Like, I really did not always despise Westbrook's game. Like, I was, I, I was when he was with Oklahoma City and Kevin Durant days. I was a Westbrook guy, to be honest with you. I really was. Like, I used to defend him, um, and I think. What happened? I know. I think I know what happened. Here's what happened with Westbrook. He became a victim of his own success with the triple doubles. Um, the worst thing that could have happened from from his, for his game in terms of winning or having an impact on winning was averaging triple double four straight years. If he does it one year, you do it one year, and then you just focus on evolving and developing and continuing to develop and evolving your jump shot and making better decisions and things that and what have you when he goes with that that he really got caught up in the triple double and it became just it's it became just about it didn't become about winning or about anything else anything else it just became about triple doubles for him um i'm gonna go even a level before that go ahead here's a simple fact we wanted westbrook to be more than he was capable of it. um a piece like westbrook should be a piece Oklahoma City in a variety of different ways screwed that entire thing. Oh, no, well, question. They enabled him. No, they enabled him. They, 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 yeah, they enabled him. Needed fantastic coaching yes, for that. Game. 100%. Fantastic coaching. And the biggest thing, they tried to overwhelm teams with pure talent. Yep. That's not, and yep. What you needed was skill, particularly like imagine Westbrook in like a Draymond Green role, right? right. But you would have needed the clout of a coach and the visionary of a coach to be able to pull something like that off. Like, what what I mean, so that's one part. What I mean by we wanted it to be more, we wanted scoring point guards, dominant score, ball dominant point guards, scoring point guards to be championship pieces. Derrick Rose, 
of Westbrook. Yeah. And fundamentally not. They just aren't. And I mean, yeah, so with like to your point. It was time to well, change. Steph Curry is Steph Curry is though. Westbrook was was uh, we're not doing that. We there's a whole remember what I said about unique coaching, visionary. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. whole part. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, so, um, by the time that it would have been beneficial for somebody to really like come at Westbrook and suggest those changes, he's he was too set in the Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson mentality. Yeah. Exactly what you're saying. Where he's just too locked in to I have to get all the things. I'm the one. I have to get all the things. He's just too locked into that mode. You can't change his spots this way in his career if he's not willing, if he's not personally willing to acquiesce. And Westbrook has never been personally willing to acquiesce to anybody. No. 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 Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that it. There's a reason. There's a reason. Go ahead. Never win a championship. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. Right. But because they're the best players in their market or the team, we want them to be that guy. And it just hit. Just it just wasn't going to happen. No. Never was going to happen. Ever. No. It just wasn't. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, you getting going back to Oklahoma City, like that has to be squarely on Sam Presley. I mean, I, Sam Presley gets lauded for the draft picks, and rightfully so. Like, he drafted, I mean, he's one of the best drafters and developers in terms of that how they develop talent um, and how they grew as a group in, in, in the NBA. I mean, they, you know, Durant, Westbrook, Harden, and Ibaka, and, and, and a litany of, of young, talented players, but never landed in, he never got the coach. Never got the coach. Uh, so, you know. That, you know that's that, and it's going again. Yeah, it, it doesn't end well. Sounds great, but you do got to coach him. You do got to coach him. Yes, yes. And coaching, coaching matters. Yeah, coaching still, yeah. players as well. Yes. So there has to be something to separate more than talent. Right. Yeah. No question about it. Um, made Philly made the exact same mistake. The exact same mistake. That's why I got. Pro- oh, I'll never be more annoyed at anything than the process. And Ben Simmons is your next topic. So that's why I brought it up. Well, I mean, are you talking about Philly with, uh, yeah, you're talking about, you're, you're not talking the about. Same exact mistake. Right. Yeah, you're talking about, you're talking about this, you're talking about Joel and B, this Philly, this Philly. Yeah, Philadelphia yeah. 76, yeah. this team. Yeah, so, yeah, we get to Ben Simmons. Uh, good gotcha. segue. Um, so, I'm watching the season unfold, okay. There's, of course, there's been no movement with Ben Simmons. Um, Philadelphia has played extremely well over the past month. Uh, Joel Embiid is playing like an MVP. He's been dominant since he got back from the injury. And you're hearing reports, especially you're hearing reports, especially today, that basically the two sides, Ben Simmons, Clutch, and Philadelphia are 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 at a stalemate. And that Ben Simmons is willing to sit out the rest of the season. And Philadelphia is willing to waste a MVP caliber season by Joel Embiid, who we know is, could get hurt at any moment in order to wait for this deal that is never going to happen. That no one is trading a superstar to get Ben Simmons. And they said that Dale Morey 
and Philadelphia has been steadfast in terms of, hey, we only want a top-notch player uh, for Ben Simmons. When there are other deals out there as far as getting... We want a billion dollars. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. When, when there are other deals on the table that could make that can help them get closer to a Milwaukee or closer to Chicago and, and, and what have you, I guess I just don't under like I don't understand like and we we talked about this a few months back that this is a situation where everybody's dumb. Um, ben Simmons for not coming in and just balling out and then getting traded, uh, increasing his value. And now Philadelphia, to me, is even that. Now, Ben Simmons is losing money. But Philadelphia is now doing the cut your nose to spite your face. Like, like, yo, you have Joel Embiid playing out of his mind and healthy for now. And you're just going to waste a all-NBA MVP caliber season and act like, well, you know, he's still young. He'll be back for the next three or four years. No. No. He could get, he could get hurt walking out of the shower tonight. Like, I, again, I don't get, I don't get the logic. And then you heard, then you hear reports that they want to put Tobias Harris in the deal with Ben Simmons and move. I'm like, what? What the fuck? I'm like, what? What's? I just don't know what. I don't know what's going on with with Philadelphia um, right now from that standpoint. I don't know what their. I don't know what the end game is for this. For, I'm going. I'm, I'm okay. going to say, I'll be right there. The reason why you're confused is because they don't know what the end is. <laughs> they have no plan. When we talked about this earlier, we were absolutely right. It was about both sides. Now yeah. this is clearly on Philadelphia. He did what he did. He said what he said. What yeah. are you going to do? And their answer has been, we have no clue. Yeah. We have no clue. We have no clue. We're just going to continue doing the same thing and hope something else happens. And so... Yeah, what they're trying to do is put together the best package to maximize the value. The problem is, and I'm going to go to a poker analogy, but I think this is a poker analogy most people can completely understand. You can raise me all in and want all my money, but if you show me that you have four aces, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, I see them. I see it. I see what you got, and I don't want to lose all my money. Their hands, that Philly's hand is completely exposed. People yeah. know who Ben Simmons is. They know that they can't come to size. They know that they like it. They can simply just wait this out, and i get Ben Simmons for a way cheaper price than whatever Philly wants in their hopes and dreams um, at night. Um, and so, why in the world? If I am any competent franchise, and honestly incompetent franchise, would I go over there and I would look and say, that's a dumpster fire. He wants out. You know what? Let me give valuable assets to get this player that already doesn't want to be with that team. Yeah. What franchise is going to do that? So what Philly needs to do is readjust their expectations and get the best package available. The only problem is. Does the best package available actually increase their chances of winning? I don't know that because I don't know all the packages that have been really talked about. What I do know is that they are truly effed because everybody knows what cards you're playing. 
So in that analogy, I lost, but it could be the other way around where I'm showing my winning hand to everybody and they're like, nah, we're not going to give you the money. Philadelphia is showing this. There's not even winning hand. They're showing just a piss poor hand and being like, give us everything. And everybody's like, we're good. <laughs> you can actually leave the table now because bye. Nobody's trying to hear that. So um, they're desperate. And honestly, honestly, my gut instinct says they thought Simmons would break. Yep. And when yep. they didn't have a plan. They had no plan. No. no. That, that is my honest reaction. Yes. If I give them that makes more sense. competence, what, then what I lean on is that they want more than they can ever possibly get because everybody knows the cards that they have in their hand. And it doesn't matter what you say. We all see what cards you're holding. He yep. doesn't want to be there. We can simply wait and get him as a free agent. So why would I give up one single solitary asset for something I can pick up on the free agent market? Well, no, he's not going to be a free agent. It's, it's, I mean, he still got four years left <laughs> on his contract. Um, the thing is, they... Why would I give you asset that means anything to me when I can simply outweigh you. Wait you, right. We don't have yeah, we don't have to get Ben Simmons right now. That's no. that's most teams just like no. most teams are in a position where they either are set with who they have or Ben or or he's just not worth it um right. in terms of the assets they have to do with no. that Philly want. So it's like no and to, the GM to, you cannot look your owner in the eye and give up a valuable asset. No but ben, no no not for this situation. No. 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 It's just no, like especially the project, absolutely. Um, but give up somebody valuable? No. no, no. And and by the way, these next two drafts are are loaded, so I'm definitely not not a draft pick as well. Not not any draft picks. Not doing that. Um, <laughs> we're not doing that. Um, two couple of points on what you said as far as packages uh, that are possibly available. Yes, right now you may not get a package that puts you over the top, but it beats nothing. <laughs> it beats no package. Number one, yeah, and number two, as each as each day goes by, hour, minute, his his value goes down that much more. So simple economics. It's very yeah. It's very simple. It's, it's very it's like it's as easy as one, two, three from that standpoint. Depreciates in value the longer that you have it, whether yep. it's a car. It doesn't matter. Yep. You know. Yep. Doesn't. Yep. So, because the more it is used, the more he plays basketball, the more wear and tear is on his body. Regardless. So, just it's just simple economics. Yeah. It's no. They yeah. They have no clue. I, the ultimate conclusion you have to land on is they had no plan. They thought yeah. he would. Yeah. Yeah, they they overplayed. Yeah, or completely overplayed their hand. That's it. They miscalculated. Yeah, miscalculated. It's just that simple. Um, Clay Thompson being back, uh, great. That was great to see. Fantastic. Very like that because it it was a point where I was like, I don't. This might not end well. Um, After two years, and you know, you're talking about knee and Achilles, um, and look good. I mean, 18 shots, 20 minutes. You know, 17 points. Um, he's only going to get better as he gets, gets more reps. And 
they are, you know, along with Phoenix, the team to beat in the Western Conference, and along with, say, Milwaukee and Miami and Chicago, probably, they're probably, they're probably about, you know, Brooklyn, I still toss them in there with sheer talent, probably about six, probably about five or six teams that could, that could win the championship this year. That could possibly get to the channel. Well, maybe not five, but maybe five or six that can get to get to the finals. Maybe four or five that could possibly win it. Um, it feels not all the way open, but kind of open a little bit um, this year. Um, we'll see what happens with the trade deadline and what have you. Um, so, and don't forget about the players who might be coming back. Like you still Jamal Murray, uh, you still have Kawhi Leonard, possibly. Um, so there are some guys that might be coming that you know, could be coming back later on in the season. So, um, but if, listen, I know COVID has you know ran through a lot of sports and, and life in general, but I think for the most part, um, it's been a relatively fun NBA season, especially even with some of the teams that are not that good. Um, there's a lot of talent in the league. You know, even teams like Minnesota can be fun to watch. Um, Cleveland, what's going on in Cleveland has been remarkable. Uh, Evan Mobley is going to be a major force um, moving forward. Um, so, you know, NBA, you know, has got a lot of good things going on for them. A lot of star power as usual. Uh, so, we'll, you know, we'll see how they navigate. Toronto has been, Toronto's played well, um, played extremely well late. Um, so, you know, a lot going, got going on in the NBA. Um, so we'll see what happens with the trade deadline. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. As always, thanks to one Robert Sapp. We look forward to the playoff games. Um, good luck. Good luck, Buffalo. All right. So appreciate you. it. I'll um, see you next week. Yep. We'll see you next week. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. This podcast will be up uh, in a few hours. Um, remember, coming up. Not in the not so distant future. Well, in February, because we already saw the DD trailer. I'm going to be doing season five of Snowfall. So definitely looking forward to that season five of Snowfall. So I will see you next time. Have a great rest of your evening. So long.